be inexorable today. You are inexorable. And if you approach life that way, you will get anything you want and more. And you'll be able to help more people than you can imagine. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an amazing guest to share with you today. None other than Mike C-Rock Siraco. He's the co-founder of Blueprint best-selling author of Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable, and the powerhouse behind What Are You Made Of podcast. He's been featured in Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 and is on a mission to build people. C-Rock is driven to inspire others and he measures his success on how he is able to help others achieve greatness. Cannot wait to hear his story. Cannot wait to share him with you. C-Rock, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here today. Dr. Richard, first of all, I want to thank you. I always start every interview I go on with gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to your audience for showing up. Uh, I really appreciate them spending the time uh, with us today. So I love it. I love it. Well, gratitude is, is so critical, and I am grateful to you as well. And I want to start. I want to peel back the layers of the onion. I want to hear the C-Rock superhero origin story. How did you get on the path that you're on today? You know, I think what we go through... And all the experiences builds us up into who we are, plus the decisions that we've made or allowed other people to make for us. And then from there, it's how you interpret those things and, and, and what you agree with based on the decisions and experiences you've had. So I'll take you back real quick. You know, I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my family together. I grew up around a lot of broken people, alcohol, drugs, anxiety, depression. My grandmother ended up committing suicide from an overdose. And as a kid experiencing all this, I heard a lot of people telling me their stories of why they were going through this. And for some reason, I don't know the exact reason why, I just never bought it. I just never like, bought the BS that they were telling themselves. And I think we all tell ourselves a story of why we're successful or why we failed. And I always chose the why we're successful story to tell myself. You know, and I, and I, had, you know, I had to do that because I wasn't buying everybody else's story they were telling themselves. So you know, when I was about eight years old, my mom was moving on to her third marriage and I wasn't ready to move into another man's house and learn another man's rules. So I said, let me give my dad's house a try. I'll move in with him and come to my mom's house every other weekend. Like a lot of you may be able to relate to that have come from broken homes. And when I did that, my dad was moving on to his second marriage, my stepmom, and thought everything was going to be good and, and ended up going through a lot of there was, there was conflict between my, my stepmom, my mom, jealousy, uh, like uh, some issues, right? And they had mental issues too, whatever. So I, I don't know the whole story. I just know that it poured down on us kids. And I would be in situations where I was verbally and mentally abused 
And also threats would come my way or things I would see and hear would like draw me to sleeping with my baseball bat when I was nine years old. I remember mm-hmm. sleeping with the bat because I did, didn't know what was going to happen. And from what I was like witnessing, I thought better protect myself. So at some point I realized what I was going through was not normal. I think sometimes we live our lives and you do it over and over again. You realize you, you start to feel like it's normal. Like it's a, you get set into it. And I started visiting friends' houses and going over their house and seeing families that were happy and together. And I'm like, man, wait a minute. What I'm in is not normal. Like this is, this is what I want. And so I decided to share the, the news with my mom of what I was dealing with at the house when I went to her house for you know, a weekend trip. And she said, wait a minute, that's not normal. And they used to call me Mikey. Mikey, that's not normal. You don't need to be in that situation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to file papers, court papers, get you out of there. But if I do this, you can't leave me hung, hanging out to dry. I need you to make sure you stick to your guns. When you believe in something, people will try to talk you out of it in life as you go forward to match their agendas or because you're threatening them and threatening their safety and, and, and comfort by advancing. So you got to make sure you realize this and understand this and always push forward, believe in what you're doing and, can, and consistently stick to your gun. So I remember that. So days and weeks went by. I was waiting for these papers to be delivered. I didn't share with my dad what I had done. And I came home from school one day and the tension in the house was thick as thick can be. I, I just knew something was up. And my dad had these papers in his hand and he sent me to my room and I went and waited for him. Now, my dad was my hero. He had a masonry company. He's really successful, big forearms, rough hands, hard worker. You, you know, like just by shaking his hand that he did some hard labor, you know, and he used to carry a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket all the time. And I was just so enamored with that. Like he used to flash hundred dollar bills. You know, we're Italian. We don't carry wallets. So it's a wad with money with a rubber band around it. And I used to look up to him so, so much for that. And it's kind of ironic what he ended up doing. But he confronted me about these papers, said he didn't understand why I wanted to leave this environment. It was so great. And we had everything we needed. He was well off. And to go to my mom's house where they didn't have money, where she had men coming in out of the, out of the house, according to him. And he was right. We, we didn't have much money. We would go on vacations at my mom's house to the Jersey Shore. Thank God we had vacations. We would stay in a one-room motel. I remember the name of it. I won't say it right now. And it was one room, four kids, two adults, and we bring our friends. And our suitcases were black, hefty trash bags. You know, that kind of thing. So he was right, but we had some fun. I didn't even know we were poor when I was there. So when he confronted me, I said, listen, I'm not going to get into this discussion. I made my mind up. I was sticking to my guns. He said, okay. Takes that wad of hundred dollar bills out. He peeled one off, crumpled it up, threw it at me. Said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day then. And walked out. And the first thought that came through my head was what I was concerned with the whole time is what am I doing? What did I just do? Like, what did I just like pull the trigger on? And then, but very quickly, I, I thought to myself, wait a minute. And I'm, I'm, I'm a very stubborn kind of guy. I'm like, he just challenged me. I'm not going to need that money. I'll show him. And I remember that moment being like a sparklet. And for 30 some years, Dr. Richard, I lived off of that. I fueled off of that. I was not going to let my dad win. And I would do sports, work, school, whatever it was, man. I wanted to be the best and I would go hard. And sometimes I would leave a a weight behind me, which I still do to this day because I go so hard and so fast and it it, it disrupts people. And so, but I remember doing that for 30 some years and uh, realizing that that was my rocket fuel. That was the thing that kept elevating me no matter what was happening in my life, no matter discouragement, screw ups, people taking advantage of whatever it was, I would keep elevating no matter what, because I was taking all of that toxicity, stored it in my tank 
instead of my trunk where most people keep it. And my trunk would have weighed me down or stopped me. And I wasn't having that. So I would convert into fuel. And that's what I wrote Rocket Fuel about, by the way. That's the book that was launched in May. About converting setbacks and becoming unstoppable. And when you proactively take this approach, it is unbelievable what you can accomplish in life. I want to I want to take a step back and want to I want to thank you for your courage for sharing the story. You know, being a kid, being emotionally abused is not something that a lot of people will, will openly share. So thank you for that, for your vulnerability. The other thing that struck me as really interesting in that story is two things. Your mom was financially unsuccessful, yet was able to ground you with this wisdom of believing in yourself. And your dad, while financially successful and an entrepreneur, something that you are today, kind of lacked the other piece, but you've taken from both. And I think it's a great metaphor because oftentimes we are impacted by the people around us. And if it's negative, we're only focused on the negative. And yet you took wonderful things from both of your parents and have kind of synthesized them into everything you're doing today. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I never thought of it that way. And by the way, my dad, you know, he's got his issues just like everybody does. Right. And I'm not holding that, that incident against him. I just used it. Right. I've said, trust me, I think you can admit to this too. If I do speak for you, we, we've all said some things we shouldn't have said before. You know, I just, like I said, I just use that as a symbol of converting into, into fuel things that don't go your way or, you know, so, but no, I never looked at it that way that I took basically the positives from each, got rid of the negatives and, and combined them into be, being inexorable. I, lo- I know. I, I think it's just so fascinating because, and that you did it without even thinking about it is even cooler because you have leveraged this into an entire platform that helps people all over the world. And, and I, I get that this was your rocket fuel, but so I want to take a deeper dive into this book because I know that there's so much good meaty content here. So if somebody picks up rocket fuel, tell us what it's going to take them through. Well, one cool thing about it, this is not really deep, but the, the chapters start at chapter 17 and count down like a rocket. Oh, that's <laughs> so really cool. Yeah. That's a little, little, little uh, <laughs> corny thing we put in there. But at the end of the day, it shares some of the stories of my life and where I converted fuel, you know, converted fuel into, into pushing me forward. And, you know, it starts back when I was a little kid and, and carries through. Now, most people won't care about your memoir or your biography until you really achieve something huge, right? But if you share lessons from each of those stories from growing up, they do care about it because they can relate to it. And then maybe they haven't experienced what you've experienced yet, but maybe they have. And then they can like, here's the, here's the thing. A lot of us are successful and we survive despite things happening, despite knowing how to get through things. But what I found in my journey to mentorship is when I'm mentored by super successful people. And they tell me lessons of things that I should know and, and what I should take to, into my business or my life. I always reflect back on my life and say, you know, that's why I made it through that. Or that's why I excelled in that area because of these principles. I didn't know those principles. I just happened to execute on those principles. And so the book shares the story of my life. And up until a point where my engine really got refined, I stopped at that point, And I'll explain that in a second. But there's some lessons in there from my mentors that I learned and what I, how I've you know, reflected back on those lessons in my life that the, my mentors taught me. So by the time you're done reading this book, you'll understand that it's a proactive approach 
to turn everything into rocket fuel that comes your way that doesn't that would normally stop you or slow you down and use it to become unstoppable. What it also talks about if you're in the midst of an adversity, close proximity to an adversity, that the most important thing at that moment is to keep going, knowing that despite not seeing light at the end of the tunnel or having very little hope, if any, that it does get better if you keep going. It does every single time. That's the key right there when you're in that point. You're not going to get the concept of turning setbacks into rocket fuel when you're in that confused, chaotic state of an adversity. So that's what it talks about in there. And, and after I published the book, I started talking about once your engine starts to get refined and you become a, you know, your, your, your self-development kicks in, you can't use that same old toxic fuel as, as much. It's not as powerful. It only takes you to a certain point. And what got you to that point doesn't get you the, to the next point. And that is being able to set targets and having really a dream and goals to go after. And that's what really pulls me forward and fuels me now. You know, it's interesting. The The analogy that just popped into my head when you were saying that was the movie Monsters, Inc. And I was thinking about how they used to power their whole infrastructure by scaring people. But then when they realized they could harness laughter and positive energy, like the energy went off the charts. And But I higher think it's true, fuel. right? Right. Yeah, it's a higher octane fuel. Yeah. So, you know, yep. I, and, I, and I love this because I, I love books that have real life examples the metaphors, as well as the actionable things. So you mentioned there are these principles throughout your book. I know we don't have time to go through all of them. Pick a few of your favorites and, and, and let's jump into a couple of them. Oh, wow. You know, I, I would say a couple of things. I have these three C's that I always talk about, which is the foundation of success. And there's nothing more that really you need to add to these. And that first one is clarity. And we've heard a lot of these, but this people overcomplicate things. But really getting clear from your imagination, by the way, because your imagination, the imagination is the only place that, that your judgment, fear, and ego will not affect. Because generally, when you're imagining things, you're not really pulling them into the real world right away. You're imagining. So imagine, get really clear on what you, ideal life. And this all filters in, you know, funnels into my, my mission, which, which is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And so that first C is clarity, getting really clear on that, getting it out of your head on paper and taking time, intentional time every single day to revisit what your ideal life is in all areas. So then you go and you commit and you decide that's what you want. I'm committing to that. And when I'm talking about commitment, Dr. Richard, I'm not talking about one foot in, one foot out. Do it when people are watching and when they're not, I'll lay off of it. When I feel like it, I'll do it. When it's easy, I'll do it. Now I'm talking about when it's hard, you do it anyway. When you don't feel like it, you do it anyway. When nobody's there, you still are doing it anyway. That's commitment to me. And then the final C is consistency. We have to do things over and over and over again, even though it gets boring. You know how many times I've told that story? You know how many times that I've, I've had these calls about Blueprint is our new platform? One-on-one yeah. -on -one calls explaining what Blueprint is and, and how people can benefit from it. You know how many times I did that and I get so sick of doing it, but except for the fact that I know the end of the game, I know the end of the, the, the road, what's at the end is so darn exciting for everyone, not just myself, but for everyone that I have to do it. I have to be consistent. So that's one of the principles. The other one is obviously the convert setbacks become unstoppable. Everything that goes your way, which I talked to you, the, the, the tank instead of the trunk. And the other one I, I really enjoy is to always be learning. We're never complete. Like we, we always have to be continuously getting better at things because as soon as you stop, you're on the decline. And so I always talk about the graph 
I pay attention to graphs a lot. And my mentor, one of my mentors is Grant Cardone and my business partner now talks about a flat graph always falls. And so all areas of your life, if you think of it, it can be measured on a graph. Your graph has to have at least an upward trajectory somehow as high as you want it to be, but it cannot be flat because all flat graphs fall with gravity or age or economy or whatever it is. So I think that that's another one is always be learning, always be working on getting better. And you're never, ever, ever complete. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I love that you said that one in particular. And actually, if you want to relate that to neuroscience, we know that in retirees, when people retire, those that remain very active, read, engage their brain, have a much lower chance statistically of having dementia later in life. That those people that are sedentary, sit around and watch TV all day, Static. don't exercise. That's right. Yep. They, they, they are likelier to have well, a neurocognitive disorder than those that don't. How well, wild. It, comes down, it comes down to motion versus being static. Yep, like everything. Everything, all <laughs> areas of your life. If you can think of, I have to be in motion. I cannot be static. Do you know, like I, I even read somewhere about someone like Tiger Woods, you know, he's hit so many golf balls, right? Over and over and over again. And he's got this, he's got this thing now where he can execute very easily. However, even though he's moving in that swing, there's still a static there. A static is the same thing happening over and over again with no uh, randomity. I guess that's a word, right? So when you when you get into it, you need to make sure that, and as you're growing older and every, every time, never settle. Always be learning, learning more, going into new things, trying new things. That's huge for me. And, and by the way, I've always been bored with uh, the same old, same old. Now, my wife is important that I, I stick with my wife. We'll try new things. I'll keep this G rated. We try new things. <laughs> we try new restaurants and things, right? We try sitting on the opposite side of each other, different positions and on the couch when we're watching TV. But at the end of the day, you know, my wife is that that's ecstatic. But but with everything else in my life, I, I have to do different things because I, I, I need that randomness, man. I don't know what it is, but it's just and it's a good thing. Yeah, the funny thing is, I suspect that if I grabbed you at the age of 16 and administered all of these psychological tests, somebody would have said, oh, you've got ADHD, right? Always bouncing around. But it's that, awesome, mind, yeah. it's that mindset. You know, that's to me, that's a gift. To me, that's not a, a disease. To me, a mind where you are fascinated with life, always jumping into new things is much more exciting and is filled with opportunities than, you know, 40 years go by and you do the exact same thing every day because so many people are stuck in that. So, well, well, but it does go against my consistency situation that I talk about. So that's why it's important with that lack of variety and that consistent factor when you're going towards something that you have to do is having that big giant target that excites the crap out of you because hmm. that's the thing that's going to be the, the thing that you get to that's exciting. So, yeah. 
share with us, if you can, a success story. Somebody who you know has come into this rocket fuel experience and you know, their life has been radically transformed. Do you have any stories that that would <laughs> exemplify that? Yeah, there's a lot of them. I, I don't. I, I do keep score, but I don't like to really project a lot out there. But I will. I will share with you that I'm trying to think what where to go with this. Okay, so I have a mortgage team that I run a division for. I have my my leadership team runs the day to day. Been in it for a long time. There's 30 some employees now, and we also have a community of real estate agents and other people that come on our call every Monday at 10 a.m. in the morning. And we our our intention is to elevate people on that call. And, and, and they eventually send us business and we grow our business that way and all that. But at the end of the day, we're elevating people. And so what I noticed recently was two of the guys that come on there, they're not even in our group. They're loan officers. They're not even in our group. They showed up on the leaderboard. And I'm not saying it's because of me. It's because they showed up and they took some of the stuff that we're talking about. And they're the ones that took action with it. But that's the kind of stuff I see. I see people um, not putting up with things that they normally would have put up with in relationships they're raising their standards and expectations of their spouses. They're making their spouse and family uncomfortable in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so I see those kind of things. And then, you know what else I see? This is something that I was intentional about. You know, I'm not a billionaire yet, um, but that doesn't mean I can't help people that are close to billionaires or being in that position of already being billionaires. So what I do is I set my sights on people that are further along in their journey or had more success than me and learn from them. One, that's always important. But what I do is a little different is I think to myself, how could I elevate them? Like, what could I do possibly if I wanted to push them forward and elevate them higher on their mission or whatever the case is? And so, and not necessarily as a service, like just selling them something. I'm talking about really, really impacting them. And so when I started thinking this way, all of a sudden, and and it's a kind of a cause and creating futures. I have a coach that, that works with me on this, causing and creating futures for people no matter who they are. I don't care how far along, how successful. If you can cause and create futures for people, you will become attractive and they'll want to hang out with you. They'll want to be do business with you. They'll want to be around you. And so I started thinking this way and Grant is one of my mentors. I have others, but, but I was thinking, what could I do to elevate their mission? I can do my own and start my own rocket fuel and sea rock and what are you made of and all this? And I'll do that. But why not jump on something that's already been in the works for years and put your little push on it and push it further. And so we've done that with the tech space. I'm not even in tech, right? You know, I wasn't, I am now, I wasn't even in tech and I was able to connect with a guy, my business partner, Jared Yellen, and introduce him to Grant Cardone and their team, Jared Glant, the team. And now Grant's in tech, which he wasn't in tech before. And now he can elevate his game beyond real estate to a, to an infinite scale vehicle and this isn't the thing that came about by me asking the question of myself, how can I elevate that person? Despite the fact that I'm not even in tech at that moment when I asked that question, despite the fact that I'm nowhere close to being a billionaire yet, which I will be, but that's the kind of thing that you stretch your mind and think bigger and, and then the answers just start to appear to you. And I love that. We, we talk about altruism a lot on this show, and that's one of my platforms is the science of you know you doing those things. You weren't intentionally saying, you know, what's my ulterior motive for doing this? You were genuinely trying to add value to other people and look at the ripple effects of what it's created. So that is- What's that called, Dr. Richard? Altruism. I, okay, I've never heard of that. I have to look that up. 
Look it up. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite words. And it's something that we talk about often on the show. It, it. Essentially, the textbook definition of that is doing something for somebody else, asking for nothing in return. And we know that we are biologically wired to feel good when we do that. That's how our bodies are. That's how our brains are. So you, know, you gave a really good illustration just there of really what is the essence of our mission with the daily helping. So thank you for sharing that. I love that. I wanted to, you've alluded to it a couple of times. You, you mentioned this new venture with Grant Cardone. You, you, you referred to it as Blueprint. Tell us about it. Tell us what that is. Yeah. So first of all, we started a tech incubator called 10X Incubator. And we're going after 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. We're going to launch, scale, and sell 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. I'm pushing them to do it faster. But that's the original moonshot by my partner, Jared Yellen. I hopped on board. I got Grant involved with it because I connected them. And then Jared went out and presented and painted, painted the picture to Grant and the team. And from there, the first product out of this incubator is Blueprinted. And I have a shirt on for those of you watching Blueprinted. It's important to me to notice in this logo, it's on the side here, that the blue has a spelling that's different than normal. But if you notice, it's got a 100 in it. The LOO looks like a 100. And that's to represent 100% responsibility. You see, we stand firmly against great marketers that put programs together and courses together and events together, and they get paid a lot of money because they're great marketers, but they don't get results for their clients and customers. That's a big problem for me. And so what I realized was that in my life, I would accomplish things, sports, school, work, relationships. When I decided I wanted something, I got it. I went after it. But I didn't know what I was doing a lot of the times, most of the time, and it cost me a lot of money, a lot of time, stress, relationships, on and on and on that I didn't need it to, to, to cost myself. But it's because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And so I decided that if I would have known the steps, the exact steps to achieve whatever I set out to achieve, the granular steps, and somebody said, hey, do this first, then do that, then do that, I would have saved so much money and time, the people around me would have been impacted and further along than they are now. And so I, instead of complaining about it, I created Blueprinted with my team. And Blueprinted is a marketplace where people can actually go. They can search an industry, a topic, a hobby, a creator, an expert. And then whatever comes up from that search will be a blueprint that matches that. And a blueprint is actually the step-by-step -step process to achieve something. And they'll pull it up. They'll buy the blueprint. They go through it. As long as they follow the steps, they should get the similar results that the blueprint creator intended for. Now, the difference, Dr. Richard, is two things. There's courses out there, and then there's Blueprinted. Blueprinted is not a course platform. A course is like watching the Food Network, and a celebrity chef is making an elaborate meal, and you're watching it, and when you're done, you run into the kitchen to try to prepare it, versus somebody giving you the exact ingredient list to go to the store and grab, and the exact steps in the recipe to follow. That's what Blueprinted is. It's the recipe for success. And this is probably the biggest thing that's happened to the coaching consulting industry as far as a disruptive innovation in probably, I would say, four decades. This is awesome. When, when is this going to launch? So we're in a phase right now where we're bringing the creators in to put the blueprints in the system. And we're starting with 100. And when we get these first 100 in, our team is actually working with them to build the blueprints, to extract the genius out of them. We take books. We take courses. We take any other video content, social media content, and we put it in a drive and our team sifts through it and works with the creator to build the blueprint. Once we get the 100, we're going to start driving traffic to the site. We're going to let them drive, drive traffic. 
And we're going to actually spotlight these first 100 founding members and tell their story. And that's how we're going to market Blueprint, because it's about the creators and it's about the results that they're going to get for their clients. And that's the first start of it. And then from there, the second phase is to get marketing agencies and publishers that do books and things like that to certify them to build blueprints for all of their clients and create another revenue stream for those companies. I love this because this is a, this is a how-to. This is picking the brains of people who have expertise and doing basically whatever somebody's looking for and turning this into something to a guide to follow, to nail Action. Very Action. cool. Actionable steps, not Fair. just watch, sit and watch, and then try to figure it out. It's action, right? This Build is, and create. This is very cool. Well, I can't wait for that to come out. And, and when it does, we'll we'll you know share that with everybody at thedailyhelping.com. But man, this is this has flown by. And I, I always can tell when it's been a kind of action-packed episode when I look down at my clock and I go, holy smokes, we're already at the end. So C-Rock, as you know, everybody who comes on this show, there is one question I ask everybody, and that is, what is your biggest helping? That one most important takeaway you'd like somebody listening to our conversation to walk home with today? Yeah, I mean, I've said a lot. And my main thing I always talk about is the word, you had a favorite thing, right? Altruism. But my favorite thing is inexorable. That word inexorable, the first time I saw it, I looked it up. Like I do a lot of words because I like definitions. And inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. And every morning I wake up, besides gratitude, I always talk, talk to myself about inexorable. Be inexorable today. You are inexorable. And if you approach life that way, you will get anything you want and more, and you'll be able to help more people than you can imagine. So inexorable, check that out. Look that word up. Uh, it's, it's definitely my favorite word. And I say that, and I mentioned something real quick too. I want everybody to know this. This is important. I talk to myself a lot. I said, I say that to myself, talk to yourself, especially if you have the right mind frame. Be, don't be afraid to talk to yourself because it gives you somebody to be around you all the time that thinks like you. There actually is science that states that people who talk to themselves actually have a higher degree of intellect than those that don't. So Mike, that puts you in really good company. Man, I, I love this. Tell us where people can connect with you online and find out more about what you're up to. Yeah, man, I'm everywhere. So I did it intentionally. Instagram, LinkedIn, <laughs> just everywhere. And by the way, if you're a creator, an expert in any area, and you want to look into Blueprinted and become one of our first 100 founding members, go to Blueprinted. That's with two... That's L-O-O, B-L-O-O, printed.com forward slash VIP. I love it. And we'll have links to all that in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Well, C-Rock, this has been awesome. Thanks for joining me on The Daily Helping today. It was a blast. Thanks for having me, Dr. Richard. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who tuned into the show, taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. Greatly appreciate it. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today, do something nice for somebody else. Even if you don't know who they, who they are, post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.